0: with his own eyes. The damned souls who refused to pass through the gates swarmed around the woman on the street below. Her grief attracted them like moths to the flame. He could almost taste their hunger. The ethereal forms floated around her, craving her touch, coveting her senses. She unconsciously waved a hand in front of her face, as if brushing away fog, but was unaware of the danger. Why did humans choose to ignore their instincts? For some reason, the sight of the woman trapped by the wraiths affected him more than it should have. His beast strained forward, trying to catch her scent across the waterlogged street. Energy tingled through his core. Fur rippled beneath his skin. He hung on to his human form, snuffing out the glow that preceded the change. Sweat broke on his brow. His pulse raced. With three days until the full moon, he should have more control. The crows chose that moment to show up and distract him, which for once was a good thing. Gossiping in their guttural tongue, they landed on the telephone wires and rooftops, watching, waiting, spying on him for their Kavati masters. Lady be damned, Kavati sentinels couldn't be far behind. An ancient race of shape changers, the Kavati were legends in their own right raven, cougar, coyote, thunderbird, wolf. They once protected the land and humankind, still did, officially. But they did little to prove it, too caught up in a bloody war with the Drakkar to waste time on humans. At least the Drakkar's intentions were honest. Cursed with no souls of their own, the Dragon Shifters fed on human souls. They weren't always careful to leave their food alive. Who cared how many humans died, as long as there were enough to feed on? Better the weak were culled from the flock, leaving the strongest souls to provide sustenance. The Kavati felt honor-bound to defend humans, and the Drakar gave as good as they got. It was a secret war, carried out in the shadowed alleys and boardrooms, behind the backs of the humans. The battles might be hidden, but the damage was everywhere. Outright neglect as resources were diverted into the war. A failing power grid as ghosts fried electrical circuits. Midnight explosions made to look like accidents. The shining skyscrapers deteriorating as soon as the last nail was hammered in. People disappeared and murder splashed across the nightly news, but humans chalked it up to gang violence. Other major metropolises had similar problems of urban decay and crime. It was the high price of city living. Those who didn't like it were welcome to leave. And they did. The damage accelerated every time some damn fool tried to open the gate, cracking it farther, letting more ghosts and demons slip into the living world. The last time, it caused Mount St. Helens to erupt. Next time, who knew? From his vantage point on the roof, Hart could count three more volcanoes just waiting to blow their tops. He could take care of himself. Always had. He aimed his rifle at the north end of the street, where Kavati sentinels were sure to appear. Their crow scouts gave them away. Odds were good they were here for the same necklace he was. He had to get it first. Norgard wouldn't take no for an answer. Once Hart completed this job, there was a single task left to pay off the blood debt that bound him. He could taste his freedom on the bitter north wind. After 15 years in Norgard's service, Hart's soul was a dark, twisted thing, but it was his. Down on the street, the woman glanced briefly up at the cackling crows before stepping through the fence gate. The whistling charms that hung from the wrought iron bars kept the dead from following her. Too bad the cavati weren't so easily put off. She climbed the steps, heaved open the morgue's heavy iron door, and slipped inside. Hart didn't have time to follow and interrogate her about the necklace. All he could do was train his rifle on the two black jeeps that screeched to a halt on the street below. Black titanium scales plated the sides and tops of the vehicles. Two long tailpipes trailed from the undercarriage, one puffing black smoke from the firebox, the other a cloud of white water droplets. The Cavati had kept their old technology and adapted it to the new era. Though the large armored vehicles resembled modern cars, they ran on steam. The Cavati sentinels moved with the grace and speed of their animal counterparts. Six tall, muscled men untucked themselves from the cramped vehicles and spilled onto the sidewalk, long black dusters swinging in the wind.